Welcome to the CrossFit Grandview podcast. This is podcast 32, and what I'm going to be discussing today is the 2021 game season, and then we'll kind of wrap up with um, our announcements for the gym, uh, spring programming, summer shred, just some things that are important for the gym. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is... uh, are just my thoughts on the Open so far and the 2021 game season. Um, I'm gonna kind of start off with, uh, you know, going back to 2019. So from 2011 till 2018, while it changed a little bit, there was a pretty linear path where we would do the Open, we'd have a regional, and then we would have the games and we had a few divisions. We'd have a individual division and then a team division and then went to the games. Now, in my opinion, the heyday of, of that actually was the earlier days of it from 2011 through about 2014 before they went to a super regional format. There was twice as many regionals. Uh, each regional had 30 teams. Each team had six athletes with two alternates. So the pool of athletes qualifying into the next layer was a lot greater than it ended up being later on. Um, The open meant a lot. The open had a huge participation that just exponentially grew every year. And uh, it looked like a runaway train that was never really gonna stop. And then about two years ago, CrossFit decided to essentially defund the games. They fired their entire media team. Um, they really, and they took away like the, the open announcement show. They pulled regionals and uh, put it in the hands of the local kind of CrossFit events and, and went to a sanctional format. And what it essentially turned into, our coach Andy had a great, way of kind of uh, summing it up, it was similar to like a surf competition where it's like the same 15, 20 guys and girls and then they would bring in like one local person and they just traveled around doing all these sanctional events. What it really did is it killed uh, the open on like a gym level. We did some things I thought that worked really well, like we did uh, like gym teams and and we, we still had a great participation. We had, I think, over 100 athletes still, um, at least one of those years, participate. But really, we're participating in an event that not many of us had any sort of you know, shot at qualifying or, or doing anything in. Um, you know, that being said, still most of us aren't, aren't, our goal isn't to qualify, but it is a carrot at the end of the stick for a lot of people, and it's fun to watch athletes go for something like that. And we have quite a few who, who in our gym, especially this year, really did. Um, so this year, they added, they brought back the Affiliate Cup, so you have to be in a gym to participate on a team. Everyone's gotta be from the same gym. Uh, They added a quarterfinal where the top 10% in each category. So whether it's individuals under 35, male and female, and then all the age categories qualify for a quarterfinal or for the masters athletes, a semifinal. And then for the teams, it's top 25% of the teams qualify for that quarterfinal uh, online next layer. 
it's awesome. So what's really cool about that is it suddenly it was you know it was down to like the 0.01% and now it's all the way to the top 10% and a lot more athletes get to hang their hat on qualifying for something. So this year looking at it and I'm not exactly sure some people look like they're maybe on the bubble and I'm, I was kind of looking through it. It looks like we have over 20 athletes moving on to that next layer um, with I believe five or six female masters athletes. We don't have any male masters athletes. We should next year with Andy and guys like Tyler Ferrix um, moving up into that masters level. And that's my goal next year is to try and compete in that as well. Um, so we should actually have more moving into next year. Uh, but we have you know, roughly overall over 20 athletes, a really good percentage of the overall athletes that we had officially sign up and compete in the Open, uh, moving on to that next uh, top 10%, so the quarterfinal layer. That's going to be next weekend. So that weekend is the weekend of April 8th through the 12th. Um, what's also at stake with this quarterfinal is uh, helping determine the spots for the team. So in years past, um, the last two years, it's kind of gone by the wayside because it didn't matter. And, and, you know, we have newer athletes and people who, who weren't around sort of in our, our game's heyday where every year that they had regionals, we were sending a team to the regionals. And about half those years, we're sending teams to the games. Um, and we had a pretty laid out qualification process, which was essentially whoever was our top it, back then, eight athletes, because we had six on the team, and then we would have uh, an alternate, would move on to practice for our regional team, and then we would take the top six athletes on, based on how good they were with the regional events and then take them to regionals. Well, this year, we're gonna use that quarterfinal as the qualifier for our team to move on to the team layer, which will be the weekend of April 22nd. And then the top 80 teams go on to the semifinal, which is very similar to the regional. And then out of that, they will move on to the games. So it's really cool. Um, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not super organized this year. I didn't really understand the rules and, and kind of the flow of, of the game season. Things are kind of being released as it goes. Um, the details of some of the stuff weren't real clear to me. Um, you know, not to mention I, I'm juggling, uh, you know, a seven-figure project uh, on our new location as well. So I'm trying to navigate through this game season that's, that's changing and evolving and, and much different than it has been the last couple. And the one thing I, I always want to do is, is keep politics out of like picking teams as much as possible. And uh, so our athletes are going to pick the team this year. If we have someone move on to the individual, which is the top 120 athletes in the U.S., um, we would go ahead and kick that spot down. And then, of course, whoever's below them, we have, we have alternates. So if we make it on to a... Uh, regional, those alternates can practice for those spots, and we're going to basically pick a team based on who is uh, who's best on those those workouts. Um, for the most part, the 
Open has always done a pretty dang good job of determining who that snapshot of who is most ready that year to perform at that next level. Um, you, we can always speculate, but it gives us a really good snapshot of who's ready to rock and roll. Um, so that's how we're going to do it this year. Uh, we do have some specific times for the quarterfinals that we want athletes to do it, just like we did the regular open. So April 8th through the 12th, Friday, 1 to 3 p.m., there will be no level two. Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m., we will be open in doing the quarterfinal workouts. Sunday, this is a new time, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., okay? And then Monday, 1 to 3 p.m., no level two classes as well. Now, if these times where you need to personally do a quarterfinal workout outside of these times, we need you to email us, and we need to make sure we have staff on hand to make sure we have a space for you. What we don't want you doing is showing up Sunday in the middle of classes, clearing out a lane so you can handstand walk through class, pulling down ropes, and interfering with our day-to-day -day class. So if it's just one person, we may, and it's a, a slow class, or it's that 30 minutes in between classes, it's probably going to work out fine. Um, we'll, we'll work around that, but you need to let us know. And we also need to make sure we have someone on staff that's observing it, making sure everything's done the right way as well. So that's how we're going to do quarterfinals. From there, the team quarterfinals, after all the quarterfinal scores come in, we're going to go ahead and determine the team. From there, on the 22nd to the 26th, the team will then coordinate, we'll coordinate with the team how we're gonna perform those and at what time, make sure everyone's schedule lines up. Um, the Masters Semis is gonna be in May, and it looks like it's gonna be the week of May 6th. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I hope I didn't leave anyone out. I know we've got Megan Ward, Maddie, Dawn, Gretchen, and Katie Gatro all moving on to the next layer. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Um, so really cool, all females. We need to get some guys to join them next year in that. Um, and then after that, May 24th, 31st, June 7th, and June 14th, they will be doing the semifinals. And then there is a last chance games qualifier after that, and I believe that's an online uh, submission. I'm not real sure how that works yet. So again, guys, I'll be the first to admit, typically I'm dialed into exactly how everything is working every year with the games. This year, I think not only myself, but I think CrossFit itself is still figuring this out. And the one, the one thing I will say is right off the bat, uh, it's better. It's way better than it has been the last few years, including, in my opinion, just seeing how it's, it's rolling out better than in years past with the Super Regionals. It's bringing the competition back to the affiliates. It's making the sport a little less professionalized for the team divisions, for the Masters divisions. Um, 
while the individuals still are on that high professional level. So it's, it's increasing participation back to levels uh, that we saw eight to 10 years ago, which I think is phenomenal. And it's gonna grow the sport, it's gonna grow affiliates, it's gonna grow participation across the board. I think they knocked it out of the park. You know, so far, my observations on this, on this year, you know, just based on the first three-week open, I love that three-week open. What, what would typically happen when we had a five-week open in that first year, I think it was like seven weeks. Um, you know, going through it a lot of times or oftentimes, people who are participating on more of a recreational level, I'd always look through scores and I don't know, close 30 to 40% of people would miss a workout somewhere in there. They'd travel, something would happen, something would come up with their schedule. Somewhere in that five weeks, something would happen. Now with three weeks, the majority of people can lock their schedule down, kind of clear off their weekends for those three weeks and make sure they can hit each workout and participate right through. And then the more serious competitors can then look ahead and say, hey, you know, I need to clear off another weekend and, uh, you know, moving on. And so I love that, that, shortened, uh, that shortened open. It would start to drag, you know, by week four and five in, in years past, it was almost like I would feel like, um, like an ACT test where it was like that last week or two, you just wanted to get it over with and you're just kind of being seeing the bubbles there and just wanted to finish. Um, so I love the three week competition. And I really liked it was, in, they did it in a really cool way where they bought everyone in with, with uh, moves that were very inclusive, um, but still good tests. And then at the end, half of that competition was the final workout which did test uh, athletes in, I, I believe, a really appropriate way to see who should make the next layer. Um, you know, looking at it, so just how we did as a gym and, and kind of what this competition told me is uh, we have an incredible group of athletes still in the gym. Um, you know, we've been a games powerhouse in the past. You know, in the last two years, kind of again, pulled that away from the affiliates, but, but looking at the leaderboards, as a team, out of about 1,500 teams, we got 23rd worldwide. And then as an affiliate, out of about 10,000 registered and you know, 13 to 14,000 just worldwide affiliates, uh, we got 41st. So the difference between those two rankings are, you can register your a team from your gym to try and qualify for that next layer. Not all gyms are registering a team. So we registered a team. And then, we, uh, and then each affiliate is also um, graded based on you know, your top two. You could do top four, top 10. And the deeper we go, I think the better we actually get. So top to bottom, our crew is phenomenal. And then, uh, like I said before, we have over 20 athletes moving on to the quarterfinals or masters. And I think with some focus on this and just some encouragement uh, for participation and, and maybe even um, you know, in the winter of next year doing a little uh, open combine like we have in the past, I'd love to get about double the participation we had this year and I'd love to qualify 
you know, instead of 20, 25 athletes like we did this year, I'd love to see uh, see us qualifying 50 next year. And I think we're, we're very capable of, uh, of doing that. We actually had some people do the open workouts that didn't sign up for the open and actually got judged. And I'm like, if you would have checked the box and signed up, you're a qualifier. Um, so I watched that happen with a couple of people. So I'm going to encourage them to sign up for it next year so they can check that box and be qualifiers. Um, so that kind of wraps up my talk on, on this current game season. I'll probably do another podcast as this evolves and see where we're going with um, the semifinals and masters and all of that. Uh, you know, I'm learning this year. My goal and what I want to kind of talk about now is, is just moving into the future and what we've done in the past. I want to kind of bring some of that back. And it was a challenge this year with COVID restrictions and, and just basically trying to survive as a business. But future plans, especially moving into the, our new facility where we'll have extra room, is having some evening L2 groups. So. In the past, we had a noon level two and then a 5.30 p.m. level two class. Currently, we have the 1 p.m. level two class where we have the entire gym for that level two crew. Now, our group classes are pretty large and we're gonna eat up most of the gym and I don't wanna lose half of the gym in the future moving into uh, and then cutting it in half like we used to with the level two groups, but what I do think would work really well is moving into level two groups led by our assistant coaches who are also games, you know, Nick and Drake currently are in that top 10%. Um, they would be leading small level two groups that are signed up for open gym and leading them through the workouts, helping them with the intent of the workouts and getting everyone rowing in the same direction, whereas some of our evening competitors right now are doing you know, some other affiliates training or some individual design work, it would be fun, I think, to really get everything rowing and moving in that same direction again uh, like we had in the past. And then also, once we start to narrow down who we think may want to participate at like a team level the next year, getting back into doing some weekend team practices and team trainings. So we have a focus on the following year. The years we've made the games and really made uh, waves and noise, we had, we had those competitors all training together. I think the last year where we really crushed it at the games, everyone who was on that team that year competed in like three local and regional team competitions and they won three of them won some good prize money going into it. And then uh, they were just training together, competing together all year leading into the games. So I wanna try and get back to doing some of that stuff leading into 2022. We'll get through this season and we'll make a battle plan for next season. And just know that that's, that's the plan. This year You know, was really a year to observe. And I think we can make some noise still this year. And I, I'm really, I really am excited and I think we can, uh, we can make that semifinal. So, you know, moving on from the games, talking about just what's going on at CrossFit Grandview this spring. Uh, this spring, uh, 
moving into the spring programming post open, we are reintroducing. So I'm just going to go over some key points in it. I did put out um, a Google Doc on, on just the thought process behind the spring program. So this next training cycle, the focus is reintroducing running and outdoor workouts. So starting to open up that garage door, easing back into some running and some outdoor workouts, dragging sleds, doing farmer's carries, things like that. We're going to start prepping for Murph. So Murph is at the end of May. So what you're going to start to see is some Cindy variations baked into workouts, um, some weight vest options for those Cindy variations, and then just push-up, pull-up, air squat style workouts that will get your body primed and ready for Murph if that's a workout you want to participate in and, and make a goal. Maybe I want to do it prescribed this year or our, this is the first year I want to wear a vest. It's not a great thing to just jump into that without prepping for it. So part of that spring training is to prep our athletes to do and have a successful and safe Murph workout. Um, another part of the focus is just on unilateral training. So utilizing dumbbells, single arm work, single leg work in both the workouts and the strength and also the accessory pieces. So coming off a real intense thing like the open, I like to start to do some single arm and leg work, which is going to help us bulletproof our body a little bit and then also just get our body into, um, into a good spot where we've been just exploding like big heavy loads on barbells and really just trying to even everything out and get ourselves as healthy as possible. And then uh, also that's baked into this training cycle is a, is a long ollie cycle that basically every other week is going to progress in complexity. And uh, it's going to end with some testing late in June. So we'll hit some, some 1RM uh, clean and jerks and snatches later on in June after we, we cycle through some, some uh, this Oli cycle that I like to run um, each year. So in May, Summer Shred is going to start. So if you're new to the gym, Summer Shred is a program that we run every year. It's about six or seven weeks long. The early details are May 15th will be the first day, so we run it on Saturday mornings. Uh, it starts with a 5K run, and then it ends with a 5K run, and we test and retest the run. Um, the first 5K run, we do at the gym, we have a path, and then that's, that last 5K, we typically sign up for a live race which is a lot of fun. We'll do that race and then you know, sometimes go out to eat or do something afterwards. Um, but after Summer Shred, typically the weekend after, we do our annual pool party. Um, we've done it at Premier Athletic Club in the past. That gym, uh, unfortunately, COVID killed that gym. It's been around, I think, 20, 30 years. Uh, so we'll be moving it somewhere else. Um, I think the first thought is uh, who farted their pool, um, which is down in the short north. And uh, that, that is what's on our radar right now. I'll give you guys the details as that gets a little bit closer. Summer Shred will make an event on Facebook and we'll also post all the details. But basically, it's also a contest and a body transformation contest before pictures, after pictures, a 5K run before, 5K run after. 
we compile that. We have prizes, uh, cash prizes for first, second, and third for male and females. And we celebrate with a pool party, which is our gym summer social. So summer shred, and just to kind of talk about this in a little more detail, for me personally, the end of summer shred is typically my peak condition. It has been probably the last five or six years of the entire year. That outdoor training session on Saturdays with a longer run uh, mixed with all the CrossFit during the week just really primes my body. And I've seen it do it with a lot of other people's as well. Um, so just personally, myself and my wife, Kate, always feel like we're in our best shape of the entire year coming out of that. And it's at a great time because it's, you know, we're diving into summer and then, you know, you've got abs popping and you're, you're feeling good about yourself. So I highly encourage you guys to uh, sign up for that. And I'd love to get a big group together. Um, and then just to update on the new location, we've got drawings, we're submitting all our drawings, we're waiting on approval and a couple of variances to begin major construction. Once we are able to get that, I'll be able to come up with a clear timeline on when we would be possibly moving our facilities into that new facility. Very soon in the next couple weeks, we're gonna start things like paint, carpet, things we can start on before we need uh, permits and variances, which are, are things like our firewall and our HVAC and our electrical. Um, as soon as I know, like uh, timeline, I'll let you guys know, get us everyone excited. And as we start doing work and construction, I'll start taking photos and getting you guys all hyped up. Again, I'm extremely excited for the new location. It is gonna be, um, you know, I think it's gonna be one of the coolest gyms in the country. Uh, 23,000 square foot facility um, that's gonna let us really just dive into every little niche that, that we already have, but we'll fully have a dedicated area for all of it. So I can't wait. Um, again, if you guys have any questions on things I talked about in this podcast, send them to me at brandon at crossfitgrandview.com. Um, if you are doing the quarterfinals, you're looking to do the, uh, the team. Again, if you have any questions, send me an email. I'm trying to talk to everyone who I think is kind of in the running with that individually as much as possible, you know, even before this comes out. But if you think you're one of those people, make sure you go ahead and reach out to me and, and I'll, I'll fill you in on any details that, that you might need to know. Um, I think we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. We'll see you guys soon.